Welcome back to the show, Lessonators. In today's episode, we're introducing you to one of our favorite people who's on a remarkable mission to empower girl athletes right alongside their mamas. Joining us today is the one and only Brianne Smedley, who represents half of the Elite Competitor Program, an organization dedicated to the world of sports and helping athletes improve their mental game. In this episode, we're going to explore why mental toughness matters. We'll dive into the invaluable lessons young athletes gain from developing mental strength and resilience, while Brienne also sheds light on the pivotal role parents play in supporting their girls as they navigate the challenges that come with the world of competitive sports. We'll also be lifting the curtain on what the Elite Competitor Program entails as they launch their newest program, the Elite Mental Game. Brienne will walk us through the exciting journey that awaits young athletes and their moms, sharing how this program aims to transform lives both on and off the field. This is a program that Jill and I are thrilled to partner with to help promote the launch of this new program happening later this month. We've partnered with the Elite Competitor Program because we wholeheartedly believe in the value it offers not only to girls, but also their moms, helping create bonds that strengthen and last a lifetime. So whether you're a parent, a young athlete, or simply someone who craves stories of empowerment and resilience, this episode is for you. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and ready to take on a new challenge with a fresh perspective. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back, and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear, to supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. I actually want to start this conversation around a story about you, Jill, in terms of watching your son play baseball in a moment where the pitcher on his baseball team was not having a great game. And his dad from the stands was just piling it on and not making for a better experience, an easier experience, a more supportive experience for his son. So will you talk through what you experienced last baseball season in that moment? Oh, that brings me back. So my son is nine. And as you can imagine, in my eyes, nine-year-olds are still supposed to have fun. And it's not at the level of intense competition, but it's incredible how parents see their kiddos like as a 
major league baseball player at that age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there was a new pitcher. I mean, and this was like the first season where kids got to kid pitch. So coaches are now allowing players to really figure out what they're good at, what position they're good at, and allowing them to, to fail and succeed in certain positions so that they can build their confidence. This particular kiddo was not that great. And he had potential, but unfortunately, every single pitch that he threw, his dad was on the sidelines correcting him or telling him what to do or how to do it better. And everyone who was sitting in the bleachers were kind of giving him the side eye. And then finally, the coaches had to go over there. Bombastic side eye. eye. Finally, the coaches had to go over there and be like, dude, stop, because you're you're taking him off of his game. He's Mm -hmm. now getting so incredibly frustrated that he's about to explode. And guess what happened? That last pitch that he delivered, the dad said something again, and he looked over at his dad and he was like, dad, shut up in front of everyone. And we were like, okay. And that kiddo still Mm -hmm. to this day after the the baseball season had ended was like, I never want to pitch again. Oh, I know. So frustrating. So Brienne, as a, you're a coach, first and foremost, you are a volleyball coach. You have two state titles, I believe under your belt. You probably have your parents under, under wrap. I don't want to say under your thumb, but I think they probably (laughs) well know at this point that you are the expert and to leave the coaching up to you. But have you experienced similar situations in your position? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think of the extreme examples. I mean, that was a great example and everyone can can notice what's going on there. You know, like like you said, he was getting the side eye and you know, everyone's everyone can feel it. Like this isn't this isn't right. It's not how you how you should be. And you know, and I've had the extremes. I mean, this is just a sad situation. I had a uh, one of my first years coaching, I had a girl on the team she's great. Her, her father was not supportive in the way. I mean, I think all parents think that they are helping. They are being supportive, Uh but he would be up in the stands. And anytime she would make an error, he would like put up a finger, like counting how many errors she was making. Oh, Terrible. Yeah. So anyways, that's an extreme example, but what I mostly encounter actually aren't the extremes. It's the parents who, again, think that they're being supportive because they're providing feedback or they're saying like, this, this is what I see. And they think that this is urgent information that their kid needs to know right now. You know, they need to know how to fix their serve and they need to know this and that. And like, they actually think that what they're doing is supportive. And then they don't, they don't realize what the impact of that is that, you know, we're actually straining the parent athlete relationship when you're critiquing and criticizing. And when you're only focusing on outcomes, we actually see it in the good times too, you know, like the, how do we celebrate when our kiddos do accomplish what they set out to do? How do, how do we celebrate wins? How do we celebrate like the game high stats? And For me as an athlete, I was heavily praised when I did well and when I won and when I had the most amount of kills in my game, I craved that. And so that's tied Mm -hmm. my self-worth to my performance and put a ton of pressure on myself internally that like, I need to do this over and over and over again. And again, my parents, I mean, that's very normal. So, you know, part of what we do is educating parents on like, especially, you know, how can we prevent perfectionism? How can we increase the longevity of enjoyment in your sport? How can we help athletes know that they're more than their sport? Because they will go away someday. Mm, Even if your daughter plays at the Olympic level, one day it won't be there. And she is left with who she is. And so, yeah, I see it all, but I think it's more of the 
you know, how do we make sure we're directing in the right the way? The nuance. Yeah. Well, and I, and I love the call out around parents do think that they offering their support. I catch myself a lot and mm-hmm. I'm in this work every single day when right. my kiddo gets in the car and I just want to like say something mm-hmm. around like how, Ooh, you, you could have done that better. Yeah. Even though yeah. like I waited too, I was like, okay, give him some time and space. But in the car is like when it happens. And I'm sure you probably hear and see that a lot. And I catch myself just knowing that like, Hey, I actually need to ask him permission if he wants my advice or I I need to read body language. So I, Mm -hmm. I think the the small feedback interactions are to help and support your kid grow and get better, but sometimes it's at the wrong time. Well, Mm -hmm. and that's what I was just going to add. It's all about timing. Mm -hmm. Obviously a parent's opinion is highly valued as you pointed out in the example of wanting to get that feedback and that accolade by doing good things over and over and over again. The parent's opinions and thought processes on what you're doing is always something that a child will seek that is paternal and maternal in, in nature. However, timing, it's all about timing and framing. Timing and framing are two very important things, right? Your love and the way that you treat your child should never be based on their performance, right? Mm -hmm. They need to know that they are important regardless of how well or how bad they did in their sport. Because again, they won't always be an athlete. They are a person before that, which is why in our programs, we really harp on the fact that who they are before what they do is how you need to approach the relationships. And that brings us to why having somebody like you in your programs in our pocket is really, really cool because we work with individuals, coaches, teams in person. So we're like boots on the ground. We go in, we do workshops, we have conversations with coaches about what they're seeing is going on with their team. So there are friendship debacles or, you know, as the prophet Drake says, no new friends, right? We're being inclusive or exclusive instead of inclusive. So when new people, new faces are coming onto teams, girls aren't doing a good job of being the welcoming committee, which obviously Mm -hmm. puts a rift between how they perform that season. So we go in and we host very specific conversations with teams about this. You and your program, it's called the Elite Competitor Program, is somebody we're really excited to partner with in this fall season because you elevate that experience by looping the parents into these exact conversations. So will you talk a little bit about how you run your programs or or how you even got to the point to understand that looping the parents in was such an integral part of these athletes' success? Yeah, that's a great question because it wasn't part of our program, wasn't part of our business from the beginning. So when we first started, my co-founder and I are both former collegiate athletes and just have had, you know, the typical experience of a girl athlete struggling internally a lot with like, you know, confidence, self-doubt, feeling a lot of pressure, all those things that normal athletes face, but not all athletes know how to navigate. And we had this mission of raising a generation of confident girl athletes. I mean, very similar to what you do. And so we were like, all right, we got to work with the athletes. And so we set off and created version one of our program, training the girls up and obviously it was effective in helping them with their mental game, but as we were talking about uh, before we start, we hit record, you know, they're going back to environments that again, aren't 
maybe they're toxic, but a lot of times they're not actually like outwardly toxic. Like, like we said, most parents are doing what they think is best and they're, they're praising the outcomes and they're offering their advice, but it unintentionally is undoing some of this work that the girls are doing. And so we were like, gosh, we have to get the moms on board. We have, you know, there is a whole piece of this that we're missing. And so about two years into our, into like the model of this, we added a parent component and we started heavily training the parents. I mean, all based in positive psychology and parenting on how to appropriately support your athlete's journey in this, how to not get them off track and just, you know, make them lose their love for the sport. Like we were talking about at the beginning, like I'm never going to pitch again. And you're like, oh shoot, I wish I could just like put all that back in. I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so we, we split our program, you know, half of it now is for the athletes. Half of it now is for the parent and all of our education that actually goes out on the front end. So our free training for sports moms is for the mom to know how to strengthen their athlete daughter's mental game, what to say, not say, just how to navigate all of the things that come with being an athlete. So it has been integral to our experience. I mean, the unintended positive result of this is that we are now hearing on our end of program surveys that moms and daughters, they're both saying that their relationships are closer. And like, now she knows how to talk to me. And I've been able to share some athletes go their whole careers, never talking, you know, they're internally like, I hate it when my parents do that. I wish they would stop doing that. They never say anything. And this opens, we create intentional opportunities for athletes and parents to talk to each other. We create a framework, make it really easy for them to do that. And so now, and moms are like, wow, she's actually listening to me now, (laughs) you know, because I'm honoring what she wants and what she needs. So, Oh, that is incredible. I love that you shared the result of incorporating this piece that you didn't know you were intentionally seeking. It just kind of organic happened. And I feel like that really is such a huge call out around, you know, these coaches, whether it's volleyball or soccer or whatever team dynamic, even in individual sports, when coaches have this intention around developing your daughter in her skill, as well as strengthen her mental performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes work on both sides to practice your mental game and to practice your skill. And Mm -hmm. the mental part of it gets undone when she goes home. And then mom's talking about someone else on the team or the coach. And then the daughter's now conflicted around, well, well, wait a second. I was just learning about having a growth mindset or building my resilience muscle. And now I'm coming home and mom and dad are talking poorly about so-and-so. And then I'm, then I'm asked to come back into this team dynamic which now I, to Mary's point, it's like, well, I, I trust mom and dad. I, I value their opinion. And now I kind of have like a chip on my shoulder because I, I'm now working with this person who we were talking about. At well, home. let's talk about the juxtaposition because you said something around they'll go their whole career, their whole mm-hmm. athletic career without saying anything. So they shove and shove and shove and shove and shove because why? Why are they afraid to say something mm-hmm. to mom or dad about what they're feeling and what they're thinking internally? Yeah. I mean, 
I think mostly it's because we don't want to disappoint them, mm-hmm. right? We're afraid they're, I say we're, um, because I also didn't talk to my parents about <laughs> oh, oh, I was afraid too. <laughs> yeah. I was too. It's yeah, the, it's just, you know, yeah, you don't disappoint them. Or, it's you disappointment, know. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's being terrified of what they might say. Is there going to be consequences for my actions? There's something going on around social media right now. It's called the egg challenge. Oh, um, I and I, this, but I didn't yeah. know what is it. <laughs> well, I think um, it started with couples and it was mm-hmm. like one half of the couple would bring their spouse or their second half into the kitchen and mm-hmm. ask them to help baking a cake. And as the person would sit down, the phone is on record and the spouse would crack the egg on the spouse's head, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to the spouse. So it was like a quick boop. Ha ha ha. It has transferred now to parents doing it to children. And you see this array of emotion on this kid's face when mom asked, asks kid to come into the kitchen to help bake a cake. They're like, oh, my God, cake. Yes. Oh, my God. Bake with mom. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you can see them just feeling confused, frustrated, mm-hmm. embarrassed, hurt. And I would say more of the reactions are are towards that than they are the other way. And I bring that up because if the roles were reversed and a kid recorded them doing that to their parents, the parents mm-hmm. would be pissed straight yeah. up. Not OK. What's going on? That child needs to be disciplined and we can't seem to put the shoe on the other foot. So we want our kids to listen to us and, you know, follow our direction, but we don't necessarily create space. And this is unintentional. I want to say this almost like the nuance we think we're helping them. We don't create space for them to be able to speak their mind freely without feeling like there's going to be consequences for saying how they actually feel. And I think that in and of itself is setting our kids up for failure, not only in their time with us, but their time growing into who they are supposed to be as adults. And I think what your program does so well, you said we're training the parents. That's such a beautiful way to put it because as adults, we came with a existing, a pre-existing program, a set of beliefs, a way of being, and we got it from our parents who got it from their parents who got it from their parents. And it comes down the line. And unless we're really good at self-awareness, which statistics around people who have true self-awareness are pretty dismal, it's 80% of people are walking around with zero sense of self-awareness. Unless they have a true sense of self-awareness, they're not going to question their being or why they are a certain way, which then again, doesn't allow their children the space and freedom to actually explore who they are without thinking that they're going to get in trouble. So I wanted to bring that particular point up because it's like, we're raising little ticking time bombs. Uh Yeah, totally. I think that's amazing. I mean, the way you put it was really great. And not only do we not want to, or our kiddos don't want to disappoint us as they're younger, you know, that egg example is great. It's like, they trust us. They, our word is, you know, until a certain point, I know like we, we have athletes that are age 10 through 18 in our program. So we kind of see the whole, the whole range, you know, but especially those younger ones that are so connected to their parents and everything they say is, you know, golden. And now they're hearing something from their parent and they're like, well, this probably is true. You know, if they're bad mathing somebody else or, you know, because 
that's what we're, you know, they're so connected. And now they're, like you said, there's this divide now between like, well, do I trust my coach? Cause my mom was just talking crap about my coach and my teammate, you know, my mom was just, her dad was just saying something really negative about this teammate. Now I'm going to go and be expected to like, you know, work next to this person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's to be aware of too, that our, our kids, like for, for better or worse, especially as they're younger, like what we say really matters. They're internalizing it. Yeah. And I guess I'm I'm an athlete mom, you know, my kids are in all these sports and, Uh and as an athlete mom, it doesn't come with a rule book. It doesn't, it doesn't come with the do's and the don'ts. I mean, yes. Am I, am I an adult and am expected to act a certain way and, you know, show and teach my kids how to be good sports by me being an example of that. So I also think what is great about your program is parents need direction. Mm-hmm. because they will fly off the handles if they don't know better. So if they know better, they're going to do better. And what I love most, what you said, Brianne, was at the end of your program, the biggest feedback that you get is that the daughter is is able to really communicate and connect with her mom or each other because of this framework and mm-hmm. the the direction and the guidance that you give them in this program. And that is incredible mm-hmm. because then what I want to say in all of this is I like I, I think of like coaches. I think of then, you know, coaches are are doing this this work with with kids. Like we have a, an event coming up this Saturday and mm-hmm. the coaches who call us and they're like, all we want is for our girls to enjoy the game because mm-hmm. at a certain level, it starts to not be fun for them. But like the parents have invested all of this time and money into Mm -hmm. developing their daughters to become the next great blank soccer player, volleyball player, basketball player, you name it. And Mm -hmm. it starts to not be fun for the girls. So what I what I love in this conversation is that it's teaching the parents to like stop robbing your athlete away from like just loving the game. Mm -hmm. And it's not about them being the best player, but it's being the right type of player to, you know, make, make the team what it is so it can gel and vibe and flow. So that was, that's been a constant red thread in almost every coach that we work with or talk to that the enjoyment is like, at their forefront of like, I just want you to help me teach the girls that the game can be fun. Well, Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that it's not going to be challenging and then there's not going to be lessons or hard work that needs to be done, but not having fun is one of three contributing factors of kids quitting the other. I'm blanking on the other one, but the the second is not feeling welcome or part of a team like they have a connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, and not being able to cope was the third. Mm -hmm. So not having fun is one of the top three reasons that kids quit, especially nowadays. We're seeing that more with a lack of coping skills over the years. It's what, 2023, this study started in 2010, where we started seeing the empathy muscle go down and the self-absorption muscle go up in terms of how kids were seeing others and treating themselves. So there 
from our perspective, kids are sitting down on themselves a lot more in recent times than we've seen ever in history before this. Mm -hmm. So it is, I think, more important now than ever to have the skills and tools as a parent to help your kids work through their big emotions so they can prove to themselves that they can do anything, that they can work through hard times, that they can not have fun every single time that they lace up their sneakers to get on the court and still do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the most important part is keeping those promises that they make to themselves around Mm -hmm. commitments and showing up not only for themselves, but their teammates as well. Because we're seeing a lot of that too in terms of, well, they don't like it, so we're not going to continue to come. We saw that in summer camp. There was participants that came two or three days when they paid for a week and then they just didn't show up the last day or two. And we reached out. We're like, hi, uh, so-and-so is not here. Like, We're in charge of them for this week. Is everything okay? And they're like, oh, yeah, she just wasn't feeling good. Thanks for the opportunity. And it's like, what? Like there was a whole week of curriculum built out on top of stacked on top of one another. You're not teaching your kids to honor their word and to keep their commitment if you're letting them bow out and sit down on themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. And that's, that's a balance. We, we encounter that a lot in our program. There's a Along with the the coaching and education part for the parents, we have a community for them too. So when they're in our program, they're all connected to the other other parents and asking questions, other moms and coming on live calls. And a lot of them do ask that question like, okay, you know, do we honor the commitment or, you know, she's losing her motivation for it. She's losing, you know, her love of the game, or maybe there's like a coach or whatever situation. And it's like being able to discern, is this something like that is a very unsupportive, abusive Mm. baby environment? Or is this like, no, this is an opportunity to teach a life lesson (laughs) to your word. And more often than not, it's that it's no, you don't quit when somebody is rude to you. You learn how to advocate for yourself and, you know, find us, find a solution. You don't quit when you have a challenging coach, right? You learn how to talk to that coach. You learn what your coping skills are. You know, those are the things. And there's so many opportunities in sport to be able to do that. And it's, I mean, that's why, that's why I love sport is there's, it's like totally a stage for, for life. Oh, I was just going to say that. I'm like this season of the, the daughter and the mom who's supporting the athlete, like this Mm -hmm. is just one experience that is going to set her up for success in the next version of her life for that challenging boss or that challenging coworker. And I love that you pointed out, obviously there are extreme situations. I posted something on threads the other day around this similar topic of conversation around Keeping your kids accountable, making sure that they follow through with their commitments. And there's always one, there's always one comment that's like, well, unless it's abusive. And it's like, well, no kidding. Obviously, we don't want your kids to be in abusive situations or something that's harmful to their physical or mental health. But more often than not, like you just pointed out, it's something that they're struggling with because it's confronting and it's hard. And what we want them to work through are those skills Mm -hmm. because this isn't the first or last time in their life that they're going to face a challenge. And we find it incredibly important to set them up for success when the next bigger challenge comes their way. They will confidently look down at the tool set that they have built and say, you know what? This sucks. It's hard. And I got this. And that's where we're raising resilient, emotionally 
capable and strong children when they can say, I got this. And I got this doesn't mean they have to do it by themselves. I got this means that they can critically think about how to tackle the problem, whether that means they ask for help, whether that means they pull out the monkey wrench, the hammer and the saw, like it doesn't matter how they do it. But having the mentality of knowing that they can is the most important part. And when we don't allow our kids the opportunity to build that tool set based on potentially our lack of a tool set, we're doing them a total disservice. Mm -hmm. So your program, can we talk a little bit more about the specifics? Because you may have caught this, you may not have. Jill and I are dipping our toes into being affiliated with other programs that we know, like, and trust and that we support that fill gaps that we do not fill. And the Elite Competitor Program is one of those programs that we are so excited to be affiliated with. It is well done. The interface is user-friendly. You pointed out a minute ago that there's two parts of it. So there's a track for girls. There's a separate track for moms to follow along in conjunction with what the girls are learning. So specifics, time-wise, what the program costs, can we get into all the nitty-gritty so selfishly we can get a lesson on it again, but so our audience can hear just how hugely valuable what you've put together is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a free training that Jill and Mary will link, and that will give you not only a foundational idea of our method and how we approach mental training and our proven system, it also provides your community with a discount to our program. So there's a $400 discount on our program. We'll link to that, but let's get into the specifics. So we actually are, like I said, we're in year, year six of the program. And since then we have iterated, we have learned feedback. We are constantly pulling from our community. How can we make it better? And we actually are rolling out a whole rebrand of our program at basically the time of this recording. So the name's going to change slightly. It's going to be called the Elite Mental Game. Elite Competitor is still our, our company and our brand, but Elite Mental Game will be the offering for our mental training program. And it literally is a game now. So the program is designed, we gamified it, meaning that it's self-paced, but athletes earn points. You know, we're keeping the sports name they earn points as they go through the trainings. There's when, as soon as they join, they have a, a seven day training on how to overcome mistakes, how to snap back quickly. And so they go through those seven days, very short, actionable, tangible trainings. They get rewarded. They get quick rises when they get through. And then moms actually have their own seven day training too, how to support their athlete as their athlete is navigating mistakes and all that. Cause that is actually the biggest thing that we see with athletes coming through the program is they don't know how to respond to mistakes. And then the rest of the program is self-paced, but we provide 12 weeks of live um, support throughout the program. So the program usually is completed within that 12 weeks. The athletes, sometimes they just devour it and they're like, I want to keep going because as they go, they're earning prizes, they're getting points, they're racking things up and they're just like, I, you know, they, they can't get enough. And then other athletes like to space it out over 12 weeks or longer. They have lifetime access to the content and the content covers everything on the athlete side that has to do with, you know, building a strong foundation. So the foundations of breath work, visualization, creating and shifting positive self-talk, their affirmations, mantras, we go into specific 
uh, tools to be able to come back from mistakes called a snapback routine. They learn pre-performance routines. They learn what their hype number is to, to get them ready for competition. They learn how to navigate challenges that come their way. So whether that be an injury, a challenging coach, teammate, they learn how to develop a sense of confidence and self-worth outside of their sport as well. So a cool side story here, just because it's relevant, it's top of mind. I just interviewed hmm. one of our athletes. Her name is Sloan. She's a, a swimmer. And she was like, when I interviewed her, she was like, I have some really exciting news to tell you. And I was like, what is it? She was, I started my own business. And I'm like, what? You started your own business? She was like, yeah. As or like through the program, you taught me that I'm more than swim and you mm. challenged us to explore what we were passionate about outside of our sport. And I'm really passionate about jewelry making. And so she partnered up with another swim teammate and created a business and they're on Etsy creating jewelry. And we're actually selling their bracelets for part of this launch in the fall. Everyone oh, that joins the program. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. I know. So I'm oh. like, oh my gosh. I mean, the impact is just amazing. So athletes learn all that. And then on the mom side, they're learning basically the mirror of all of what their athletes are learning, you know, how to support them through all of the things that they're going through as an athlete. So that's the gist of, of our program. It is so good. And I just love that the, like you guys are constantly evolving and elevating and making the experience better to add more value. Mm -hmm. And the proof, yep. you have tons of testimonials and real families that have worked your program. So if if there's any moms like me, it's like, I want to know and hear from other moms or daughters oh, yeah. <laughs> and share stories. You guys do an incredible job packing a punch and really sharing the wins. So so other new moms can be like, you know what, this actually sounds exactly what my daughter needs and and how I can support her. So I I am so pumped that this new this new version of the program yeah. is coming out. Who doesn't love a game? I mean, I yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm sure it's so fun for the girls to do it. And mm -hmm. I'm sure the value is is there for the parents as well. So everything I just want to call out to, it's online, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's self-paced, it's online. And then the cool part is there's an online community for moms, right? So moms yep. can continue to, if there is any burning questions or, or might need advice from other moms who have been a part of the program or in the program, they can jump on and, and build community that way. Um, as yes. well. Yeah. That is an amazing. It's like the most awesome community of sports moms. And so we have that community. We also do live trainings two times a month for those moms that are in the program. And we meet together on a zoom call once a month. So it alternates between a Q and a with me or bringing a guest speaker. Just as last month, we had a sports psychologist come in and then other like just tangential topics, like even like organizing your chaotic, busy sports mom's life. Like what, you know, we have experts that come in to talk about all, just all sorts of things. And then on the athlete side, they have two times a month, they have live coaching calls with me. We split it by age. So they hop on, they ask questions or they sit back and just listen. You know, some people, some of the athletes don't like to like come off mute or, or work in the chat. And it's totally fine. <laughs> 
Or the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's funny. The middle schoolers are all like camera on. They're in their PJs. They have their <laughs> luggies and stuffies and they're like asking questions. And the high schoolers are all like camera off. But totally. Gosh. I'm too cool for school. Totally. Yeah. Then we also interact with the athletes and the moms inside their membership portal. We also text them like throughout the program, we have text reminders for accountability and athletes and moms text back on that number to get coaching from me and our other coaches inside the program. So there's a lot there's a lot of support. It's not a sign up and then good luck. Um, it's mm-hmm. sign up and we're holding your hand in a way and making sure that you're successful through it. Well, That's and these awesome. calls, these biweekly Zoom calls, meetups, is that throughout the year or is that simply through the live launch? Because I know the cart is opening for at least the free trainings here in as almost right when this episode is going to air. So will you explain, is there a certain amount of time that people have to sign up or are they allowed to sign up throughout the year when they find the program? Will you explain a little bit more about that as well? So our free live trainings are happening the last week of September and like first week of, yeah, first week of October. So Jill and Mary will give you a link to that. The live trainings are great because there's just a lot of hype. We do a lot of free giveaways. It's just really fun. So come to one of the live trainings. We have four scheduled and then we are doing a special fall promotion for the program. So not only are you going to get a discount through Jill and Mary's link, but also we're starting the program all together. So typically how it works is, you know, athletes and moms can join the program at any time in the year. But if you join during this promotion and cart closes for that on October 6th to join the program, then we're, we're doing some extra fun things with everybody that joins during that time. So one of them is we're going to do a special kickoff call together. So we'll get all the athletes on and just have, have kind of a fun kickoff party with them. And then they start their 12 weeks of live support. And it's just, you know, just a really fun way to go through the program at the same time as other athletes. Cause like I said, you could join anytime, but you're just, you're going through kind of at your own pace, but we're keeping this cohort together for this fall promotion. And we'll be doing some fun things throughout fall, some free giveaways, some other bonus trainings around nutrition, recruiting, some special things around how to talk to your coach, how to deal with a negative teammate. A lot of those like more specialized things we're giving away for free as part of this fall promotion. If That's I'm awesome. dealing with a negative coworker, can I be a part of it? <laughs> <laughs> and she's not talking about me. I'm an angel. Right. It must right. be the three dogs who yeah. don't do anything. The dogs. <laughs> the dogs don't pull their weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I'm sure we could help you. Oh uh, no, it sounds awesome. And it just speaks to consistency. And w- I, like you said, you have been running this program in some form or another for the past six years, which yeah. would put you what at 2017 as a start time is that when you kicked off yep yeah that's so you are you're three years ahead of us and honestly I know we've lived in a couple of different worlds in terms of competition versus collaboration Mm -hmm. and we could very well see you as our direct competition and vice versa I know you could see us as that as well and seeing people like that tends to make you show up in a way that is closed off and arms folded. And, you know, I want to spy on what you're doing so I could Mm -hmm. try to one up you and do it better. But I like living in this world a lot better where you and your Mm sister-in-law have opened your arms to us and been such an inspiration and aspiration for what you've built, because it's something that, like I just said, we aspire to build as well. Mm -hmm. Because I think looking at it in terms of the fact that there are enough girls out there that 
that need the help that we're all combining to provide for them is such a more fun way to look at it in terms of collaborating than competing with you. And we appreciate the fact that you started before us because that means you did all the weed whacking and trailblazing. And yeah, we get to come on and and create our own path as well. But we get to follow some of the things that you both have done and done really well, as well as open the doors to families that we're working with in a way that we don't work with them. And I think what you guys have created, what we've been able to watch over the last couple of years, because honestly, I have no idea how we initially got connected. I'm assuming through Instagram, like yeah, every every other thing. <laughs> it's been so inspiring watching what y'all have built. And it's been cool to see the different ideations come through and how much more streamlined it has become in mm. order to reach your end goal, which is simply to help more girls be confident with their mindset and help more moms support their girls in creating a crafting that confident mindset. Because again, I don't think we can touch on this enough. We're not raising athletes. We're raising adults who will go on into the world and use the skills that they learned on the court or the field to be positive contributing members of society. And what y'all have created is such a beautiful example of that. So thanks for allowing us to simply collaborate with you and give us examples of things that we aspire to do because your program really has just zipped it up in such a beautiful package that we're really excited to be able to promote this to our community and gift them with an experience that is only going to elevate their game, their headspace, their relationships, and so much more. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. And I mean, likewise, you two are amazing. And moms and girls that are fortunate enough to come to your your workshops, I mean, I can imagine life-changing for them. So yeah, we're doing good work. Well, yeah. thank you. You know, we really are both of us in our mm-hmm. own unique ways. We're yeah. doing good work and coming together. I can mm-hmm. only imagine, you know, more of more of the impact that we can create together. So mm-hmm. Brianne, we will tag everything in our show notes, but is there mm-hmm. any specific link that, or anything else that you want to share around the program? How do we find you? What What's the best way to promote this particular program? Definitely through the link that you too will be putting in the show notes. So that link will head you to a registration page to register for one of our four free live trainings that are happening at the end of September, first week of October. So there's some cool registration bonuses for that. Like I said, it's live. So we have some raffles happening on those free trainings. That's also where you'll learn about the program, about the discount that we're offering for your community. So definitely sign up for one of those live trainings. You can also find me on Instagram at Elite Competitor Coach. So I'm there. You can kind of check out a little bit about what we do there. So yeah, those two places would be the best. Well, and your Instagram has gone gangbusters lately. So good job on being consistent and putting out content that is really resonating with people. Like Jill said, we'll put everything in the show notes to set you up for success. And don't be surprised if you see either one of us on these live trainings as well, because obviously we want to learn more about what the program entails in order to promote it the best that we possibly can. Um, and we're, we're just so excited to see how many lives this, this combined effort impacts. So Brienne, thank you for taking some time on your morning to spend with us. And until next time, Lessonators, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson? 
If you're feeling the same, I can do anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.